there. Welcome to the MD Podcast with Lauren and Jono. It is time for another sermon look back. For the first time, we are recording in the middle of the day. Um, and are we are we are we here? Are we are we alive? It was um <laughs> it was quite a last few days, huh? Yeah, usually we would record the sermon look back on the Sunday night after the sermon or even maybe Monday, but we just couldn't handle life. <laughs> what did I do on Sunday night? I have no idea. I'm not sure. I went to bed real early. Yeah, you did. Yeah. No, it was... was really um, busy. We had sick kids last week. Mm-hmm. Again. Again, uh, which is unusual. Um, well, it's the norm recently. <laughs> right. But, you know, we're mm. pretty good as far as yeah. illness. Friday night, I, well, Friday afternoon, I like ran a Highland Games for high school students. Mm-hmm. Friday night, church camp. Mm-hmm. Saturday. Morning church camp. Church camp. I ran a big old prayer meeting, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome actually, by the way. Uh, the kids were like borderline sick, so we took them to... Yeah. Well, I mean, Nobody like, um, else was sick. No, it was I, just Jack had the sniffles. Totally. Like, it was like you couldn't put them around other church kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like in like close just, quarters. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so we just like. Everyone else them, was healthy, though. We, we just took them to the rural games, and then I went back to for a little bit, and I took them back to church camp uh, on. No, I went back no. to church camp. <laughs> I went back. You went back. I was home. I went back. We had another prayer meeting, a bonfire, all sorts mm-hmm. of cool things. That was real nice. And then Sunday was church. Mm-hmm. And then... Which was, you were preaching... Psalm 23. That's what we're going to be doing. Uh-huh. And then you had to leave right after the service. Uh-huh. Because the Highland Games that I yeah. had to run was, you know, I was hoping it would be on a Saturday. But they're like, no, Sunday, 12 o'clock. So mm-hmm. I did that. I showed up 30 minutes before it started, had to get things right, ran it, and it was just a complete whirlwind. Mm. Um, and I kind of died after that. It's now Tuesday. I don't know what happened in between, huh? Yeah, I've just had a teething baby who doesn't want to sleep and screams a lot and wakes up a lot. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> Woe is us, huh? Nah, we're all right. And I just think it's the reality. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm freaking out because, you know, I'm going to be like a real pastor now. And <laughs> I have to preach twice this Sunday, like morning and evening, two different sermons. Um, Every so. Sunday. I kind of feel like I'm on a roller coaster. And I'm like, part of this is really fun. And it's cool and everyone all my friends are on board with me and we're like yay adrenaline rush but then the rest of me is like this is going way too fast and i needed to slow down a little mm-hmm. and i don't know if i can actually hold on tight enough <laughs> just just life feels a little bit like it's getting away from me right now and so we have to ask ourselves what good is a pastor whose life is a roller coaster I don't and, mean and that in like got, a negative. And you've, got, and you've got like Jesus supposedly leading people besides still waters, right? Uh, queen pastures. Yeah. And you're just like, Wah. So, you slow down. I think being unhurried is an 
is a helpful mm. thing. It is. It really, really is. Well, there's a difference between a season of busyness or, or a purpose mm-hmm. with busyness and trying to be healthy in your busyness rather than just busyness for the sake of it. Totally. And with no stopping or no resting. No stopping, no time for people, no time to just have a conversation and pray for someone Mm. and so on and so forth, right? Yeah, we're not there. No. Sort of. I mean, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. No, I'm saying we're not at that negative point. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, yeah, good. Mm. Hey, positive. Yeah. All right, Psalm 23. Mm. Psalm 23. I wanted to draw out. It's between sermon series. Right. And so I wanted to, to put it in because I think it's good. I think mm-hmm. it's comforting. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice. The provision and uh, protection, or protection and provision in that order of the Good Shepherd. Yeah. And I thought as well, it's, it's, it's very useful to show a redemptive historical approach to, to scripture. Mm-hmm. That scripture has an immediate context and then also uh, a context within the 66 books of scripture, mm-hmm. of the redemptive history of God uh, redeeming all things through Jesus Christ from Genesis through to Revelation. Yeah. And so Psalm 23 is, is good for that. It just mm. So you preached this, what, four years ago? 2016, yeah. Like four to five years ago. It's some light Trinitarian heresy in it, I think. Oh. No, not heresy, heterodoxy. But okay. um, I won't go back and listen then. But what do you, what did you do differently? Do you think, other than I guess correcting error? <laughs> I think I just I tweaked some things. I I just bulked a few things up. Um, mm-hmm. I think the theme. I I yeah. I mean, I wasn't completely horrible as a preacher back then, but wasn't that long ago. Um, <laughs> Five years ago, Arnold. Um, <laughs> and I just, I think I was just able, I think I've just been able to sharpen things mm-hmm. a bit. Um, you used it as as a clear, a, a familiar psalm. You took a very familiar psalm that everyone would be pretty much aware of and then showed this is how we approach the Bible. This is... Than how we would, you know, how I how I will preach things. So you understand where I'm coming from as pastor. Absolutely helping people along. Absolutely, what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um, summing up all things in Christ. Yeah, I mean that's just he's the central character of Scripture. Yeah, so mm. I don't want to say too much, but no. uh, do you want to just read the text? Sure, I should have this memorized now. I've been. Memorized it with the kids. (laughs) The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I got a prophecy, Lauren, mm-hmm. that maybe one day you should record an audio Bible. 
no. You're going to have like this nice like American Kiwi accent and there'll, there'll definitely be a market for it. <laughs> no. You could sell scriptures. <laughs> I have a face for radio and a voice for books, okay? You're like, Stop it. Stop it. Writing books, not reading books. For a voice for writing books. Oh, that's right. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love you though. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Alright, so... I just think a couple of things to bring out. Like, one is the Lord is my shepherd, mm. is being said by David, mm-hmm. King David, mm. the most powerful man on earth. How do you define David, like, in today's terms? You know, it's like the Queen of England, the President of the United States, all rolled into one. You know, like, that's kind of who, and Bill uh-huh. Gates, money. I don't know. No who's, rich, who's rich, too, right? So, oh, um, yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you've got all of those things happening, but he's still saying the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. The Lord is my uh, protector. Mm-hmm. The Lord is my provider. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's interesting. You know, like he he's a humble shepherd. And, he, you know, when he's facing Goliath, mm-hmm. I trust in the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, he obviously sins greatly, but then he's the king of Israel, mm-hmm. and he's still humble. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. I love the quote from my friend, Rooster in the background, if you can hear that. The, my friend, Ryan Benton, I think, did a wonderful job of saying... All of life takes place in the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, wow. So you've got this. You've got the green pastures. You've got the still waters, and they take place within, uh, in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I will fear no evil mm-hmm. because you are with me. Mm-hmm. You've also then got the Lord as the host, right? You prepare a table mm-hmm. for me in the midst of my enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a picture of a, a banqueting table. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of a battle. Mm. And, and it actually complements the picture. You know, you've got the, the green pastures and the still waters in the midst of the va- valley of the shadow of death. Mm. And then you've got the table in the midst of the enemies. Mm. So do you think that, I've just thought of this now, but do you think part of that is like our need, our need for rest and refreshment and nourishment, you know? Totally. When, even when we're surrounded by all things hard or bad or whatever, and the Lord provides that. Totally. I mean, that's why he's saying, like, you restore my soul. Yeah. You, you give me more than I need. Mm. My cup overflows. You anoint my head with yeah. oil. Uh, the language of abundance. You, you, yeah, you give, me, you give me what I need. Yeah. You, you go abundantly beyond that. And the, the chicken that is going it's off. The rooster. The rooster. Yeah, the rooster. My bad. That's the it's two a, roosters. That's a pagan rooster. Um <laughs> Satanist sacrificed chickens. Um, <laughs> anyway, and yeah, so you've 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 got all of that, 
and saying like the Lord is the one who restores mm-hmm. who restores my soul and it's just such an important statement mm. yep he uses his word he uses his spirit mm. he does yes use rest and vacations and things like that oh and I didn't even mean like rest is in the sense that we use yeah. rest as in I get enough sleep or I get to go on a holiday but yeah. even that idea of sabbath rest that what our souls need totally you know is worship of the lord and just the rest that he offers us absolutely absolutely so i think something fascinating that we need to 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 think about so you've got you know the redemptive historical view is that scripture does have a context Mm mm-hmm Christ is the key character of scripture, mm-hmm. you know, that it testifies to him, it points to him, that God's plan of salvation, Ephesians 1 says, is uniting all things in his son, and we need to remember also that Jesus was a Jew, mm-hmm. and he was a son of Abraham, a son of David, mm-hmm. And therefore, the Psalms were his prayer book, his song book, mm. his, his scriptures. Mm. You know, the Old Testament, he says, testifies to him. Mm. And so, Jesus, without sin, so he had no need to repent. Jesus had no need to say mm. against you, you only have I sinned and done what right. is evil in your sight. He couldn't say that. Yeah. But he could say, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. He absolutely could say those mm. things. Um, and so, Jesus had Psalm 23 in his songbook. And then mm-hmm. you've got Ezekiel 34, which is prophesying of one, a shepherd of the line of David. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say of the line of David, it just says David, Mm. which is why some dispensational commentators have claimed that David will be resurrected in the millennial kingdom and being a prince in the Messiah's kingdom. Right. Walford, Mm -hmm. he wrote that. Yeah. It's absolutely insane and Mm -hmm. should show you how massively off base you are with your hermeneutics. Totally. Um... David's dead at the point Ezekiel 34 is written. And so, anyway, so Jesus is the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And that ties him directly into Psalm 23. He says this in John 10. And what is that? What do you think that sort of means for us and, and for Jesus? The aspect of him being the good shepherd. Well, there's a fulfillment aspect to the psalm that that points us to Jesus. Totally. Um, That he's the one, I guess, making those things happen for us. (laughs) If he's our shepherd. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. I'm the good shepherd. I know my own. My own know me. Yeah. I lay down my life for the sheep. Yeah. So he's our provider and protector. In that way. And so this is the bit that I ended with 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to preach the whole sermon. <laughs> but I said that at the cross, Jesus Christ felt not the blessings of the psalm, mm. but the curse of sin. The green pastures vanished, the still waters turned into a raging river, his soul was anguished, the rod and the staff brought no comfort, Mm. the cup overflowed not with abundance but with wrath, Mm. as Jesus said the night before he died, let this cup pass for me. Instead of a prepared table amidst his enemies, he was placed on a prepared cross Mm. and nailed to it. By his enemies. Mm-hmm. And instead of his head being anointed with oil, he was wearing a crown of thorns. And instead of being able to say, I will fear no evil because you are with me, I said, Jesus Christ, and we need to keep our Trinitarian theology mm-hmm. straight here Jesus Christ, truly God, truly man, mm-hmm. as the God man, felt the weight of abandonment, and he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken Mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. The valley of the the shadow of death closed in and Mm. we're told in Isaiah 53.10 it pleased the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. That protection and provision vanished. Mm -hmm. And this is so we might be forgiven, that we might be brought into God's flock. Mm. So that by faith the Lord might be our shepherd. Mm. Jesus of Nazareth gave up the privileges and blessings spoken of in this psalm. So that we might experience them ourselves. And thankfully Mm. on the third day Christ took up his life again. God vindicated Christ of his sacrifice and he raised him on the third day. And the good shepherd is therefore Jesus Christ. He is now the ascended Lord, seated at the right hand of majesty on high, who ensures our protection and provision as the mediator and great high priest of a new covenant. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's the basis of it. Pretty cool. And so we can we can therefore say because he went through all of that, death mm-hmm. can be a shadow, truly, mm-hmm. because of his resurrection. That it's a shadow of death, and now uh, we can say with with the psalmist, "I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever." That mm-hmm. this death is not the final state for the believer in Christ. Because he is our shepherd. Yeah. How do you think that... That... I'm just thinking... I'm trying to think of how to voice... How that psalm... What truths it gives that are comforting now... For those going through trials... You know, and real hardships... Right now... In a way that's not just... And I'm not making dismissing the future eternal uh, blessing and reward and salvation because we do have that and that is our ultimate hope but what's the the in the moment in the present truths that we're also looking to in this psalm you know what I mean the future hope is our ultimate hope 
-hmm. And that is secure because of Christ. And then in the now, we're also, as, as he is our good shepherd, how, how does that give us comfort? You know what I'm saying? How is that giving us comfort in, in the present as well? And God preparing the table before us. And even though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with us. Yeah, totally. I think you. I think one there's a realistic picture of life that it is difficult that mm. there is death mm. that it's everywhere present mm. that there is difficulty uh, that there are enemies mm-hmm. and I think that's useful mm. and so you you're clearly being told that the one who has the ultimate power over all of these things. Mm. All of these circumstances. Yeah. The one who conquers death mm. is your shepherd and he's watching over you. Yeah. So he will not let them win. Mm-hmm. It's that's, such a yeah. That's a that's a huge comfort, right? Totally. I think of I think when I'm trying to think through these things that often I'm thinking about how do I explain it to the kids in in real simple ways. Because when we were memorizing this psalm, you know, I was trying to explain each verse mm-hmm. as we went through it. And it is such a visual psalm. It's it's easy yeah. and to picture what it's talking about. Absolutely. Um, they couldn't get over like the, you prepare a table before me. Because, you know, at first they're like, what's prepare a table? And I was like, you know, you, you set the table and you put mm-hmm. all the food out. And just think about having that done. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, enemies and scary things all around you, but you're sitting there eating. <laughs> you know, it's just, a, it's a cool picture. When it you is. think about it, how a kid would think of it. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I think the rod and the staff are, are yeah. helpful images, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got, you lead me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah. And then you've got a, a staff to help bring you back. And yeah. there's a rod for whacking enemies and you mm. know potentially also we could say for correction yeah of us you know it's always yeah. one well, because we own sheep you yeah. know i can talk to the kids and be like you know how sheep are kind of silly and dumb sometimes and they want to run off and bust through a fence or you know they might get hurt doing something going somewhere they shouldn't or we're trying to round them up to do something for their good Mm-hmm. And they want to go the other direction. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, those are all good they images. Jump the fence and go to the neighbor's house. Yeah, the grass looks greener on the other side. <laughs> and it's not. That's messed up. I know. I, I know. I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, we do that too, huh? We think yep. the grass is green on the other side. Totally. And it's not. Yes. Yeah. And we like busting through fences trying to get away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no oh I appreciate that I think it was a really I think it was a good message I like every now and then having those really like overly familiar passages preached yeah you know it That's just why makes I wanted you to rethink it, it. Yeah. yeah I just like I got a one off message this week you know um, yeah yeah. So, and now I'm terrified. I'm, I'm not going to lie right now. Yeah. Okay. I plan. So we've got a gospel culture sermon series. Yeah. It is Tuesday. I know. I know what I'm preaching on 5 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. I got that sorted. Yeah. I've got every one of those messages laid out. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing for the evening service. Yeah. But I'm, I got my gospel culture sermon series. I 
got 15 potential messages. You don't I've, know where to I'm start. I'm going to do it. I'm only going to, I'm cutting it down to eight or nine. Mm. I've got them. I've got them all written down. But mm. then the first one, mm. I wanted to do a message on gospel centrality. Yeah. And goodness gracious me, <laughs> it's hard to pick one text right. and I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. And yeah. I feel like an idiot because next week's message is straightforward. The mm. one after that is straightforward. Every single message has got one clear text right. apart from this one. Yeah. And it's like, the, mm. I hate topical messages. I know you do. So, yeah. of course, the week, first week that I have to do, like, two in a week, I'm just <laughs> like, so here we are. Yeah. Well, we better end this so you can get back to work. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right.